What's going on, my friends? Welcome on out to Behind the Energy Podcast, where we dive into behind the scenes of DJing, entrepreneurship, and all the excitement in between. We got some friends, some cool people joining us, and a lot of fun stories. So without further ado, let's jump into Behind the Energy Podcast. Yo, what is, what's poppin' party people? It's episode number 12 of Behind the Energy Podcast, and I'm smiling because I, I got a homie. I, I, I got a homie sitting next to me on the couch right now. He he goes by the name Cole Jackman, the man of many talents, the man with the smile that shines. What's what's popping, Cole? Man, you're making me smile already. <laughs> yeah, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> and he's got a good podcast voice, apparently. Apparently. You probably could like charge people money for like doing radio samples and stuff. I do. $100 an hour. Online at least. at shanko.com. <laughs> at the corner of 7200 South <laughs> and State Street. <laughs> Oh shoot. So Cole, oh shoot. Where do we want to begin? I always begin podcasts by just introducing where our friendship started, what that looked like, and uh kind of the growth and some of the fun stuff in between. Uh just to preface it and and uh tell some of the people like about you and some of the cool stuff you got going on. Cole, you lived in Lausanne Studios the first year, right? I did. Yeah. Okay. Was that your first year at school? Mm-hmm. Yep. Fall 2016? Fall 2016, yeah. Okay. First year of college. And you grew up, not South Salt Lake. I just uh, grew up in Sugar House. Sugar House. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what it was. Okay. All right. So we were both first year students at the U. And I remember seeing Cole's face around a little bit. Uh, you know, some light exchanges. And then... And then... <laughs> I had a, a few friends tell me about the, you know, a fraternity and I'm just like, no, dude, like that's just all movie stuff. Like I, I, I don't want to do any of that. I didn't got time for that. And over the course of the first semester, you know, fall 2016, that's when you rushed, right? Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. I noticed in Lassonde, in my dorm, all the people who got involved in Greek life were making friends outside of the dorms and were doing fun date nights or activities, just doing fun social things. And, I mean, I feel like you know me fairly well, Cole. Mm -hmm. I'm a social person. I love making friends. And, you know, I'm a a DJ too that's very much like in line with, you know, friendship and just fun activities. So I'm like, okay, you know, maybe maybe this is uh, something I should explore. And I had a, a few great friends that actually were Sigma Chi's, speak very highly of it. And so I had I had a buddy take me out to Rush, a Rush event. And um, oh, you weren't the Rush chair that year. It was the no, not, year, that correct? Year, not that year. Yeah. Okay, I had a buddy take me out to Rush, and I was there, you know, just hanging out. I guess you know, kind of chatting with, meeting some guys. And on my way out, I bump into Blaze Aaron Zulo, uh, who was the Rush chair at the time. Mm-hmm. And he and I absolutely just hit it off. And, um, I mean, that was that was the start of the second best decision I've made in my life is, is rushing Sigma Chi and, and being a Sigma Chi. And doing that is what I attribute to our friendship really kicking off. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um 
is it Skyline? Is that where you went to yeah, school? Yeah, yeah. Because you're closer to campus, was Greek life like something you were interested in or was that something yeah. you talked about yeah, in high yeah. school? Yeah, yeah. Um, so my, my family, like my, my father was in Greek life, you mm-hmm. know, back in the 80s and uh, I I was interested and he always kind of like, he didn't pressure it on me, but he had always talked about it and had, you know, all of his best friends were in Greek life with him and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to take that opportunity to meet new people and branch out, see, you know, what people are like and see how I fit in and, you know, just mm-hmm. meet people that I normally wouldn't. And I think that like our friendship is a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. I probably, I think we had, yeah. you know, Ser- had met seriously in passing. Though, dude. Seriously. I don't think we would have, we, we probably would have met, but I don't think we would have nearly been as close as we are. No way. No way. <laughs> I mean, we were roommates for almost two years too. That's true. Yeah. yeah. How Just long did you live the in the house? Three and a half years now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! I don't know how you how you did that. I don't know either. But man. then then again, I, cheap rent kept me around. <laughs> I see Elliot. And I'm like, bro. I wish I was your. I wish you were still roommate. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It's fun. It's like it's oh, just shit. such like a a blur now. Like looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. What the hell was that? Okay. <laughs> with like 30 other guys like how did i how did you even function yes the i mean this is a big house for those who who may not know they can house up to about 30 30 yeah 30 to 35 18 to like say 24 year old guys yeah Yeah. uh and uh the active chapter of members during a given semester a year is about 150 yeah cool yeah i'd say like 150 to 170 or so oh wow okay so Cole was, he had the opportunity of being the rush chair. Mm-hmm. Was it then philanthropy or was it then uh, pro-comp yeah. or vice yeah. president? Yeah. Vice president and then philanthropy chair as mm-hmm. well. And was it a hundred thousand? We, I or, got, what, it was cut short because of COVID. That's right. Yeah. Okay. We, we were at $80,000 and then COVID hit right before our big fundraising week and then got shut down. We we would have totally hit our goal. We had a goal of 125,000, but and this is, so maybe give a little more context yeah, yeah. So, for someone who don't, may not know. Yeah, yeah. So we uh all of nationally Sigma Chi's philanthropic efforts is the Huntsman Cancer Institute. So our preferred philanthropic partner is Huntsman Cancer Institute at the University of mm-hmm. Utah. So nearly all 200 chapters across the country and Canada all raise money for the Huntsman Cancer Institute, which is pretty awesome that we went to the U and mm-hmm. we we're so close to it. That's why you know it's a lot easier for, you know, a group of men trying to raise money for Huntsman Cancer to be able to tell somebody around Salt Lake City or somewhere that is much more familiar with Huntsman at the U mm-hmm. uh to in order to get, you know, fundraising. So mm-hmm. it was such a cool opportunity to you know, be a part of an organization that supports such a great cause. And then a cause that's like, it's actually visible to us. You know, like mm-hmm. we drive past the Huntsman Cancer Institute almost daily, or or we did yeah. almost daily. Yeah. Um, whereas some other people, you know, would never see that institute in their lifetime. They're just raising money, you know, because mm-hmm. it sounds like a good cause. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that was a huge portion of your life huge portion of the life yeah i mean even the four years in the fraternity i mean it it always gets like there's always a a bad light on greek life and there's you know rightfully so in some scenarios and Mm -hmm. i think that's just a really bright part of it that Mm -hmm. 
probably kept you around, kept me around and mm -hmm. kept me just really happy to be around the people that I was. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, I mean, the, the philanthropy is a big portion of it. It was incredibly eye-opening for me um, to see what it meant to be a Sigma Chi far beyond just like, uh, you know, the first glance. And and uh, that's something that, I mean, I'm 26 now. Um, and I, I guess, stopped being active in 2020 when the pandemic hit and I moved out of the house. Uh, I graduated in December, so I'm still a student, but... Um, where am I going with this? It's something that that uh, I hold with me, and I'm I'm grateful to uh, say that I'm a part of. And uh, I had I had no understanding of that prior to it, and uh, mm -hmm. by no means would would I have believed you if you were to tell me that I was going to rush a fraternity and live in the fraternity house for two years and be the house manager. So for <laughs> oh my. We could talk about that, that for, for, for hours. Minute. Yeah, just. I'm um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Cool. We, yeah. we could talk about that for a minute, but uh, that was, uh, I guess, the one uh, position I held in the house where uh, I helped facilitate an operational and cleanly house for the most part. Uh, getting trash <laughs> out, shoveling. <laughs> it wasn't wasn't very clean at times. You did a good oh, job at managing gosh. it. <laughs> Anyways, I I I don't want to. I I would love to keep talking about this, but I want to talk um, uh, a little bit more about uh, our friendship and and uh, how we've spent our time communicating and working together uh, more so in the past. I guess you could say year. Um, and I got my notes here. Let's see. So Cole, I don't want to put this. Cole Cole is a creative artist, shall we say? Uh, Cole, I mean, you, you would do a lot of design work for Sigma Chi, a lot of personal stuff. I remember you doing, um, a lot of those, uh, kind of like animated shape, like, uh, pieces of mm -hmm. artists or famous people. That print of Mac Miller that I still got mm -hmm. in my room right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, is that, is, has art always been something that has been a part of your life? Um, did you get that from someone in your family? Like, yeah, that's, that's a good question. Can, maybe no. you can share a little bit about how that's taken place in your life so far. Yeah. I, I've actually, up. in the last year or so, I've had time to think about why I've, you know, been more creative my whole life. Cause I, you know, so I, at the U I didn't study design or anything. I studied marketing at the business school, which has its artistic, you know, sides of it, you know, but it's not necessarily the most creative major. Mm -hmm. Um, but like you said, I, I self-taught myself all of the, you know, Adobe creative suite and kept myself, you know, inspired to keep creating and be, you know, creative. And I think it actually came from when I was younger, um, you know, growing up, I wasn't allowed to, you know, watch TV or, you know, do something unproductive unless I was being productive. My mom would always make me do something creative. So I really? had, yeah, I had like two craft boxes that, you know, I would pull down and, you know, hmm. I would make little figurines out of like bottle, uh, little corks or something, you know, and, or like clay stuff. I don't know. I, I always found a way to, to express myself creatively. And I think 
from a young age that kind of just kept me going throughout, you know, high school when I started teaching myself, uh, you know, the creative suites, uh, more digital art. And from then on, I just, you know, really loved it. I, I find a lot of satisfaction in, in creating pieces, whether that, you know, I've shifted a little bit away from, like you said, the cartoons that I used to, to that make. That was just an example that came yeah. to mind, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and now I'm doing more, you know, digital, I would say less artwork, but a little more professional design, design. There we go. work. Yeah. So kind of to circle back, I've, I've, I've found ways to be creative my whole life from it, from a young age. I think that's, what's kept me going throughout it. It's kind of like that spark that, that lit up when I was younger and, mm -hmm. you know, it's now we had just talked before, you know, now I'm trying to pursue a more interface, user interface design track career wise and see where that takes me. So, hmm. you know, I've never had professional, you know, training or education from a design standpoint. And that's something uh -huh. that I think would really benefit myself. You it's know. going to. Yeah. Yeah. Was there anyone in your family with the, you know, a gifted uh, artistic ability or eye or anything like that? I, I don't think so. My mom, I mean, nothing against my mom. I, I don't think she's like uncreative, yeah. um, but she, her and my, her and my father were not, were never the most creative people. Um, yeah. I think they kind of just, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, you, you might have had that spark for music or, you know, satisfaction in DJing or, you know, mixing or anything like that from mm -hmm. a younger age, even if you didn't know, even if you didn't have turntables, just mm -hmm. expressing yourself musically from a young age, you probably had found that earlier on. And for me, I, I just, you know, I remember when I was in like kindergarten or something, my teacher, it could have been early elementary school or something like that, asking like, you know, what do you want to be when you're older? And I had always said like an artist or an architect or something. And when People were like, oh, being an artist is hard or something. You know, it's hard to make money when you're an artist. Hmm. You know, in my mind, I was thinking like, yeah, I'm not going to be the next Mozart or not Mozart. Uh, <laughs> any of those like yes, I, I, I musically got you. talented or hey, that's an artist. Creative. Just a different, yeah, different just form. a different type. Yeah. Um, I just kind of started thinking, you know, throughout elementary and middle school, I was like, yeah, I still like being creative and who knows huh. if I'll find a career in it. And hmm. it looks like it's going that way, but damn straight <laughs> I, I asked that question because I, I, mean, I don't know if you knew this but my, my grandfather was an incredibly gifted artist uh, he spent a lot of his time doing oil paintings and uh, he designed the logo for associated food with the oh, apple yeah. and the yeah. cart he did work for snowbird and owned his own framing shop and when he passed he had 500 plus paintings and wow. he had it displayed in a lot of local uh uh, museums or galleries and whatnot, and uh, my bro, my dad got a lot of his talent. Mm -hmm. My brother Austin got a lot of his talent. Um, he's actually doing similar work that you're doing now. Um, that uh, what is it? UX user experience yeah. design, mm -hmm. and he's actually doing like the coding back end, but also oh, cool. the front end stuff too. Um, and like humbly speaking, I got some of what some of the talent that my grandpa brought to the table. I don't spend a mm -hmm. lot of time um, drawing. I probably should, but uh, I guess based off my experience, 
I, I firmly believe that that was something that we got from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also feel like it's something that one may be born with to some extent, and then they can continue building those skills through time and practice. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, even though marketing's not so much aligned with uh, the the visual kind of creative aspect, um, you know, ways of, I guess, progressing or building on those skills. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. I, I, I don't know. Huh. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, just to, to kind of add on to it, like I, looking back, you know, I, I graduated from the U and, you know, during the pandemic, during the start of it, 2020. And um, looking back on my years in college, I wish I had, had really just shot the shot, you know, and just went for it and had studied design. You really? Know? Yeah. Yeah. So if I were to go back, that. yeah, I would. Okay. I think at the start of college, I, I wanted to study marketing because I was like, yeah, it's probably a little creative, but you know, it has a much greater chance of, you know, making money, being successful. You know, it's a very like naive out of high school way to think. And I did enjoy a a lot of parts of the business school and what it had to offer, but I wish I had given myself more credit in the time and had just taken that risk to, to study it, you know? Interesting. Like you, you went all in on a live entertainment and it's, it's, uh, you're reaping the benefits, you know, and you're still having fun. (laughs) And I, I wish I had, I had that similar mindset of, you know, let's go all in on, on this design stuff. Interesting. I mean, based off where you're wanting to go right now, do you still see your time and experience with that marketing degree at the U being, being beneficial to some extent or? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. I think I knew that answer, but. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, discrediting anything that I learned through the Mm -hmm. business school because there are a lot of, lots of stuff that I would have never learned. And I'm very fortunate that I did learn, you know, a lot about advertising and a lot of, you know, the business, you know, curriculum that, you know, isn't the most exciting. It is actually really important to know and just, you know, it's nice to see different sides of it. It's, you know, I've, I've always think, I thought it's, it's really important to know like what you don't like doing and what you're not interested in just as well as what you are interested in. I mean, by identifying that you then identify or, or narrow in on where, what your groove really is mm-hmm. and where you want to continue yeah. spending your time. Um, so in a way, I guess maybe that marketing path was a little a slight adjustment. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe that's the, the way it was supposed to go. There we go. I um, I guess to, to really connect the dots here for those who are following along, who are listening. So Cole and I met at the U, at SIG. We were roommates and, I mean, many memories. <laughs> uh, partying downstairs, DJing in the basement. Like, we could go on forever there. Uh, but Cole and his artistic abilities and uh, my DJing have overlapped in the past, I'd say about two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have that Adobe knowledge. I don't necessarily always have that time to put towards certain projects, but Cold does. And we've had uh, a few times where we've collaborated on a few projects um, for like digital flyer work, for um, uh, different templates for live entertainment. Um, but uh, the biggest one and uh, one that I'm still incredibly proud of. It's almost been a year, Cole, since we launched year, it. Yeah. Uh, my my website, Alive Entertainment's website, bringing the energy. 
for those who didn't catch it in the previous episodes, but um, again, that title of Alive Entertainment's website or the URL is bringingtheenergy.com and the podcast is Behind the Energy. And so uh, just connecting the dots there, but Cole was the one who met with me week after week over Zoom during the pandemic when I had little to no budget to build out this website and make it look as as awesome as it does now. Um, I want to highlight this because I think it's important. During the pandemic, clearly I wasn't working, us DJs weren't working, and every money that I... Or, any money that I was making was going towards bills and tuition. And um, building a new website was something that was on my list for a long time. And I don't know if you'll remember this, but I, I approached you, Cole, and I was just like, dude, I, this is something I want to do, and I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a pickle of a situation, and I don't know if I can pay you right now, but uh, as, as things hopefully improve into the future... Um, you know, I want to be able to pay you for your time and your talents and your skills. And, uh, without hesitation, you were like, hell yes, Parker, I'd love to. No, without a doubt, honestly, like that's, it was a no brainer for me. Like not only was I helping out a friend that, you know, several years now, um, along with the fact that it was the pandemic and there was little to nothing to do going on (laughs) and, you know, it was, it was good experience for me to, you know, and I get to talk with you, you know, throughout the, the was, whole process. Was I a shitty client to work with? No, the worst, <laughs> the absolute worst. No, like think of the worst client and then <laughs> the worst than that. Yeah. <laughs> it it just means a lot, man. Um, no, I'm, I'm happy to help. Like I keep saying this to, to my boys and the team, like I'm graduating December and this is, we've hit nine years of DJing a live entertainment. It's crazy. And it feels like this is just a start. Um, and, uh, you know, once, once we're making that salary money, bro, I can't wait to continue doing some more work with you, but, um, for you to have been able to do that for me, like it, it means a lot, especially, um, the position we were in at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, like, dude, to have everything that you'd worked towards for eight years just get thrown in the garbage. Yeah. Um, I mean, how I pay for cell phone, car, car insurance, meals, tuition, everything else, like, bye-bye. Yeah. And for you to happily agree to help me out with this, this designing this website, this big project, not knowing when I could pay you. Um, that, that means a lot, dude. Um, and I'm super proud of it. And I get compliments all the time, like from other really successful DJs. They're like, damn Parker, that's a clean website. That is a, that is a good looking website. I, you heard it from Austin. He's like, yo, I, 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 I based a lot of the, my design off of your design. Um, and, uh, I'm just super grateful, dude. Seriously. I'm, I'm just grateful that I could have helped you out and it's, you know, it's what comes around goes around and, you know, I just want to see a live entertainment and you progress 
even more than you already have. Like from when I met you and where a live entertainment was, not that it wasn't anything, but mm-hmm. just in the four or five years that I've known you now, it is exponentially grown. <laughs> and, you know, from the help, you know, from Xander and me, like it's mm-hmm. super awesome to to see you grow and to see a live entertainment where it's at right now and to see where it's going to be. It's going to, oh, it makes me so excited thinking about it, man. Thank you, Cole. I'm thinking, (laughs) I'm thinking back of some of those photos and videos of downstairs in the basement. Oh, man. See, and you got experience (laughs) too. Just, you had an easy audience too. You could have played whatever and people (laughs) would have gone nuts. My favorite memories though, were going into your room late at night and Parker's just got it's a small room, but he's got this whole DJ set up. He's got his turntables. He's got his speakers. And he'd get like little crowds of like three or four people sitting down on his bed, just listening to him DJ. And it was the best. It was just serene. You know, it was just, a, he wasn't even looking at us. We we're just watching his back and he, uh, he's just vibing. And it was, it was great, man. It was some of my favorite memories. I miss that dude. The, the dirty old carpet, the cramped yeah. room <laughs> and, uh, just a uh, friendship all around and good vibes. Yeah. Baby. Absolutely. Oh, shoot. It It sounds a little silly describing it, but um, some of the boys will know what we're talking about. And, uh, dude, I'm just so grateful. Like, my life would be so different had I not made that decision to to rush Sigma Chi. Um, I mean, we wouldn't be friends. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Xander, whom of which was on the previous episode, uh, we're, we're doing a lot of really cool design work coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really filled you in there, but... We're starting with a a brand book of a live entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything branding that will be communicated um, for the next year, two years. I mean, we'll continuously update it. But um, it's very interesting. He said, Parker, based off of everything you've given me to consume, to look at, to get a feel for, get a sense of, you have a quite a cons- consistent brand. And it's established and it's clean and it seems like you've got a pretty dang good direction mm-hmm. where you're going. And um, I mean, I, that's, I, I take that as an awesome compliment. Yeah. And um, I mean, he, he just specifically complimenting you and your work too. And uh, essentially the work that we're doing right now is Xander is making a, a little more cohesive and doing some finer tweaks and, and doing some secondary marks and textures mm-hmm. and such. Uh and I'm so amped. Uh, yeah. And quite honestly, like, I know you're you're doing some grown up adult stuff, big boy stuff, but uh, I can't wait to uh, grow with Alive Entertainment and be able to um, grow uh, a stronger team with more more income and you know do more projects that uh, that pay you far worth your time and then some. <laughs> Um, for your talent, because uh, it's been a pleasure, and uh, you bring a lot to the table, Cole. Um, especially being self-taught, dude, that's awesome. I appreciate it, man. No, every oppor- That's why I don't. I don't usually turn down any opportunity I get to 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 get better. And I'm. It's it's awesome when it's especially your friend that you can help out too. That's a conversation. That's another conversation, though. Being able to say no when you need to, because yeah, you you. If I if I'm right, you're. You may overcommit. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No. <laughs> a little too much sometimes. Absolutely cool. no. And I'm that's <laughs> something that's, you know, everyone can work on and I've been trying to work on, especially the last couple of years, just mm-hmm. 
you know, knowing when your plate's full and being mm-hmm. able to, to, you know, respectfully and professionally say, no, I can't do it right now, but yeah. maybe in the future. Yeah. We, we, we definitely, I mean, we've had those conversations yeah. working together and then mm-hmm. you've actually told me about that. That's something I'm continuously trying to work on within my personal life and in, within my business, mm-hmm. being able to understand when I need to politely say no, mm-hmm. no, thank you. Um, once the wheels really start rolling and we do have the right fitting stuff, I'm super amped to loop you back in yeah. and get a little bit more of that talent, uh, mm-hmm. out to the people. Um, well, let me go grab some more talent. And I'll be back. <laughs> you got it all brother. Uh, Cole, uh, just in the interest of time, dude, tell, tell me, tell the listeners, uh, where you're at right now. And uh, as, as far as like the design user experience, uh, creative work goes, mm-hmm. and perhaps you know where you where you want to be in you know two two five years. Yeah. What does that look like? Yeah. No no boundaries, mm-hmm. no obstacles. Yeah. What does that look like? So you know, right now I'm working for this marketing agency, doing a uh, a healthy mix of what I feel like my lifestyle was at the end of college, full half marketing, like actual marketing. A lot of people think marketing is just advertisements or something like that, but it's all of the back end data stuff that, you know, the data that goes behind seeing advertisements on your phone. And you're like, I swear, I just talked about that. Like what, how did that come up on my Instagram? That's you're, me. You're yeah. Behind it, I'm behind it. I'm behind it. So you work for the government, uh-huh. the government. And the, yeah. The, oh man, it's crazy. No, I know everything about you. Um, but, and then I also get to do half of that work alongside designing um, certain aspects of that, that line of business. And I, as much as I love this, this is a great stepping stone for, for where I want to be in the next two to five years. Like I, like I'd mentioned, I'm going to start this user experience boot camp or uh, class, you know, it's about a 10 month cl- long class. When does that start for you? Cool. Next month. Okay. Yeah, starting next month. Yeah. Okay. And it'll go into next May, May 2022. And from there, hopefully either grow within the current business I'm at, like in the current company mm-hmm. that I'm in and go into a little bit more creative avenue of that, um, doing user interface design, you know, designing websites or applications or, hmm. or anything like that, or, you know, finding a new opportunity where I can express myself a little bit more creative. But from that point forward, I'm not even sure. And who's who's to say? I don't even know huh. if if this next year is going to be as as I planned. You know. Okay. Um, what's my question here, Cole? I'm 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 just sensing like creative vibes, and especially just how I know you. Would you call, you know, in this this next chapter, say it's like two, five years, would you prefer, you know, working for, you know, a very established company that, that is a great working environment and, and consistent income and like you've got very clear objectives, would you prefer that kind of lifestyle and, and uh, working experience or would you prefer more of the entrepreneur creative type field and choosing your ideal clients and bigger projects and working on your own schedule. Does either one sound more enticing mm-hmm. at the moment? At the moment, like I said, I I want to get this 
professional education um, and just enhance the skill set that I already have mm-hmm. to be a little bit more refined and a little bit more professional um, from where it's at right now. Mm-hmm. And I think the way to do that is to, along with doing this boot camp and, you know, this class coming up, doing some sort of mentorship where, you know, either working for a company, working for a startup where mm-hmm. there is a seasoned, you know, designer that can kind of help push me and challenge me and give me critiques and, and just really learn the insides and outs of design as a whole and design thinking and, and the whole process behind that. And then who's to say, I would love to five years from now, I would love after I have this enhanced skill set to go and choose, you know, what design I really want to do, who, what clients I want to do it for, what causes I want to do it for. Okay. So I'm thinking more long-term, I would love to do more freelancing or agency type of work with, you know, with, with Hmm. business partners or something like that. Um, but for the time being, I'm trying to improve my education on this whole process because there's, there's a lot behind it, you know, and I, I, I'll, I'm confident myself that I, I do have a a good skill set right now, Mm -hmm. but I know that I can always become better. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a good, a good way to start. You know, I, I think there's a lot of value in, you know, trying to be entrepreneurial right now. And a lot of people, it works for them. Um, Mm -hmm. For me, I think that I'm going to see a lot more value and a lot more enjoyment with learning, learning from an expert and learning from somebody that really knows what they're talking about, helping me improve and then moving forward from there. It's a 10 month program. Yeah. Okay. That will go by quick. Uh, My my point in saying that is that how I know you, the, the, how you lead, how you communicate, how uh, you deliver and the quality in which you deliver, you could do your own thing and be successful with it and, and exponentially take off. I want to commend you for wanting to continue working on your craft and learn from experts. Uh, but uh, just me being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. figure shit out yourself and, and get down on your hands and knees and do it. That's where I'm coming from. Uh, I know this is, you know, the wheels are, are just moving for you too, Cole. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I can't wait to see what kind of projects we're working on three, five years down the road. Yeah. Um, my dude, we got we got to wrap up. Unfortunately, for the interest of time, um, but we probably could go we on uh, and talk about a bunch of other fun stories. Could go on for uh, hours. I could sit here for hours. <laughs> are are you uh, are you at all right now in a position where you're taking on any any projects or not so much? Unfortunately, not right now. Okay. Just balancing what I have with work currently, and mm-hmm. then knowing that I'm going to start this rigorous, you know, class. I'm not in the position to to expand my business elsewhere. Gotcha. But I think, you know, it's a respective no, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. I'm trying to, to know my balances and know, you know, how full my plate can get. I, I admire that. Don't follow Cole Jackman on LinkedIn. <laughs> uh, he, his schedule's completely booked out. 
let's try 2023. Let's see, let's see what we can do. <laughs> no, no. I, it also depends. It depends on projects. If people want projects, yeah. reach out to me. Yeah. Um, well, shoot, Cole. I think we, we covered a decent amount for, you know, about 30 or so minutes. I don't, yeah. I don't know what time we're at now, but did I leave anything out or no? did I drill I you know. enough with questions? No, I appreciate you having me. This is awesome. Hmm. I love being here. I love just it's chatting. Fun. It's been too long, unfortunately. I know. I know. This is great. Uh, I'm super amped. So stay tuned for some of the stuff that Xander's cooking up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was He's on got the some good previous stuff. episode. And uh, again, another Sigma Chi, great friend and, uh, and some awesome talent and how our friendships and interests and um, skills or passions have overlapped. Uh, that's kind of a lot of what I want to share on this podcast. And so I hope, uh, I hope y'all uh, found this one interesting. Uh, Cole, thank you, bro. Hopefully I didn't bore you guys, but yeah, no, thanks for having me, Parker. Not at all. Not at all. Um, DJ alive. There it is, baby. <laughs> That's it, folks. Uh, thanks for, for tuning in. Uh, this has been episode 12 of Behind the Energy Podcast. We'll catch you in a week for episode 13. Peace.